On this episode of Gen X Reverb, Bradley asks Mark and Ken what they think about a list of popular things that, going year by year and starting with 1980, happened throughout that ever so colorful and synthesizer-laden decade. You may be shocked what shows started, what products were created, and what newsworthy items were released in the 1980s. True to our form here on Gen X Reverb, we begin the episode ad-libbing. And at what better point in our impromptu speaking can we jump in than talking about Magnum P.I., a series that ran from 1980 to 1988. So make sure your shoulder pads are large and your wrist has a swatch on it as we join the podcast. You, you know, can I say something about things like in 1980, though? Mm-hmm. Uh, without taking us too far off uh, topic. On a podcast about the 80s? Uh, on Please. a podcast about the Go 80s. Uh, is, you know, getting into Magnum P.I., the first season <laughs> felt super 70s. Uh, in fact, I think it, it may have even started in 79. But, like, just the the change between the 70s and the 80s, man, it was like... The, the theme song went from like funky to, you know, they were like, well, let's throw, let's throw a little bit more uh, electric guitar in there. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just interesting how, you know, just things changed between just those two decades. Yeah, I agree. You actually had me going on a YouTube uh, rabbit hole when you sent that in the cousin chat the other day, the, uh, the theme song. The theme song? Magnum, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, a couple of other ones that changed would have been like that TV show, um, Simon and Simon. <clears throat> Okay. I don't know if you guys remember that. Um, uh, they, they, they didn't were, really appeal. There was a crossover episode actually on Magnum PI. And so I, I was reminded of Simon and Simon. Really? A crossover? Yeah. They did they guest star or something you're saying? Yeah, or? yeah they did. It was it, they were no introduced way. as Simon and Simon and I was cracking up. I was like, "Man, I forgot about cro-. like I don't think they do enough crossover episodes Dude. anymore." Dude. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Simon and Simon. Simon. That's okay. crossovers. Yeah. So you said that Magnum PI may have started like around what was like nineteen seventy nine or eighty seventy nine or eighty. Okay, yeah. so I had heard, and I didn't even yep, nineteen eighty. Okay, 80. so I didn't even re- research this, but I had heard that Tom Selleck passed on the role of uh, Raiders Indiana of the Lost Ark. Yeah, for wow. Magnum yeah. PI. Yeah. yeah. Dude, which is how they're rocking some very tight, some very tight, uh, some very tight <laughs> cargo pants. You know, if, if he had gotten his some way, smugglers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that's epic that he passed up one of the most epic roles. He, I, I still it. argue that uh, Magnum PI is just as as iconic as. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I when, you, when you look at at how. Uh, the reputation of Indiana Jones is, is has been besmirched by Fallen Kingdom or Crystal Kingdom or whatever that that newest one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. he's 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 a, a huge part of pop culture, you know, because of that show uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Tom Selleck. Yeah, for sure. Tom Selleck, Three Men and a Baby. Um, yeah. that's not a very popular movie, but I think it's embedded in people's uh, minds. And then also. Uh, a show that uh, my wife and father-in-law watch a lot. You guys probably know Blue Bloods. I don't watch it. Oh, I love that show. But he's a solid that. show. Yeah. It's a good show. So he's like the patriarch of the whole little yeah. situation. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. All right. So um, in this episode, we're going to uh, talk about the 80s as an overview and show you what us three, me, Mark, and Kenny um, know about the 80s as far as media 
uh, goes, all right, 1980, when I was one years old. Um, January 12th, Dynasty debuts. What do you guys have to say about the the show Dynasty? Dynasty. That <laughs> was uh, the year nineteen eighty. Uh, oh, excuse me. Let's let's keep that for nineteen eighty one. Mark nailed it. That's not nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Oh, ooh. No, no, no. Uh, I I wouldn't have known the difference <laughs> on that one. I was just con- I was just confirming the theme of, of today's episode. So we're going for nineteen eighty stuff. Is that right? Just yeah. We're gonna do an overview of the whole, of the whole <laughs> decade, right? Real quick, yeah, as fast as possible, just a kind of a speed okay, round. My bad. Let's, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and jump in again. Sorry, not 1981, 1980, January. Rubik's Cube debuts at the International Toy Fair. Boom. What do you guys have to say about the Rubik's Cube? It's iconic, man. It's still still around today, you know, in all of its many variations. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, did you guys ever win that thing? Um, I think I looked up how to do it at some point and you know i there were there were multiple times throughout my life and i thought i'll be the rubik's cube guy and then like 20 minutes <laughs> I like, mm, I, i'm not that guy like, yeah you know like i had one at my desk and i was like yeah well people are talking to me i'm gonna work on my rubik's cube and i was just like you know what nah <laughs> it's not for me exactly especially, you know yeah. especially when you find out like the, you know the world record is like 8.2 seconds and i'm like okay Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I actually have a Rubik's Cube right next to my bed. So um, Boom. I, still, I actually haven't solved it. I looked it up. I looked it up one time just to, just to say that I did, you know, um, which is pretty nice. cool that like back in the 80s, there's no way that you could like look up how to, you know. That's true. Rubik's cube or whatever. So like, I, you'd I, have to just peel off the little stickers, you know, and like try to try to make it. Try to make it work, but there now there's like you know, internet allows you to do pretty much anything. So yeah, I, I set it up, and there 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 was a point where I had like four sides, but like there are just a few that were just off, and I just couldn't figure it out. But man, it's it's pretty sweet, man. Roots cube, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, May eighteenth, Mount Saint Helens erupts. Oh, uh, crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean. Ken, you were born 79, Mark 780. Um, I, I recently, because I, 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 mean, I guess we recently hit the, the 40th or 41st or whatever uh, anniversary of that. Or yeah, 40th anniversary. So I was yeah, recently reminded of, of the fact that that happened shortly after I was born. So um, Crazy, right? Yeah, it's, especially when you look at just like the, the, the sheer power of nature. I was just like, wow, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool. May 22nd, uh, 1980 Pac-Man video game is released. Boom. What do you guys have to say about that? Dude, Pac-Man is a classic. <laughs> but, I, but I will say, man, that, that game is pretty hard. <laughs> like, if you're actually playing with quarters, like, you're, you're not going to get past the second level. Maybe the third. Maybe. It's a hard game to play. Yeah, probably responsible for uh, a lot of my current gaming habits, actually. <laughs> you know you guys definitely know uh richard pryor yeah um famous actor comedian um mm-hmm. he sets himself on fire while trying to free base cocaine which is a no-no kids don't don't do drugs Just, moniker it, of the 80s yeah exactly it's like man uh i mean it, it, it that ruined his life right did, did, didn't he end up like a and stuff after that 
I mean, I one could argue his yeah. life was already ruined when he decided to start freebasing cocaine but, <laughs> or doing cocaine. Period. But whatever. It was the eighties. I yeah. guess a, a lot of people were doing. Did <laughs> there were so many people, <laughs> like legit people, doing doing copious amounts of of yeah. cocaine in the eighties? I'm right. sure. That that was like why the eighties was the eighties, right? Like the whole <laughs> Yeah, like you know, like you're like have like your like synth keyboard and a <laughs> and your Miami Vice uh <laughs> clothes on dude, you're set. Dude, Mark, you nailed it, bro. <laughs> Miami <laughs> Vice and synth keyboards. Um, let's go to our next one. November twenty first. 83 million viewers tune in to find out who shot JR on Dallas. First off, I'm going to say I didn't care. Still don't care. I'm going to be honest. How do you guys feel about Dallas? When you said Dynasty, I thought you, I thought you meant Dallas. I basically combined <laughs> both of those shows. There you go. Yeah. So okay. isn't one like a spinoff of the other or no? I don't know. I'm actually, it, yeah. You're right. I don't know, man. You know, was that but was that the first like cliffhanger in TV? I think it was the first huge one. I, huge I, one. Okay. Yeah, it was like just one of the most anticipated ones because it had such a following. And now, don't get us wrong, uh, listeners. We all remember Dallas. It, you couldn't not, no matter what yeah. culture you came from. It was just everywhere, plastered everywhere. Back in the day, too. If you're if you're a little kid uh, and you're listening to this podcast, you don't know what a TV guide is. The little book that told you what was going on TV. Really funny when you look at it, when you think about it. Um, this one obviously registers with the entire planet. Unfortunately, July 29th, uh, Prince Charles marries Lady Diana Spencer. Like, oh, Lord. I, I, I think I remember like it's like being a kid and like the, my teacher was like, she's a school teacher. Like she like she was all impressed about it. I mean, I, I ultimately didn't care, but. Diana was a school teacher. Wasn't she? She was. She was. I have no idea. She was kind of a. Oh, she wasn't. I don't think so. I thought she was from like a scrub family or something. You know, commoners. <laughs> Lady Diana, Lady. I could be completely okay. wrong. There, there are some people who are totally into like British stuff, and they're they're probably like not well, not listening to the show, I guess, because we're not really talking about the the British pop stuff. But you know, right. We will though, because Brit British pop, especially in the music scene, is huge. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah. um, Anglophiles are really impressed with British that's, royalty nonsense. That's, that's the term I was looking for. Anglophiles. There you go. Yeah, like just Americans, man, are just so uh, enamored with with the royal family. Anyway, next one, December twenty eighth, Elizabeth Jordan Carr, the first U.S. IVF or in, vit- in vitro fertilization baby, is born. Okay. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't know it was that far back, dude. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know that either. I think we used to call them test tube babies, right? I mean, yeah, completely. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, not politically correct back in the day. Yeah. yeah, and it almost could be okay depending on the context on, and who you're talking to. Right, but like that that was like an insult. I remember it was like, I, know, yeah, in grade school. Right there, man. <laughs> I do. I remember that as well. Which was funny because it's just like. <laughs> really, guys? How many of us actually were test tube babies? Um, MS DOS is released in 1981. Yep. Um, what is MS DOS? What is that actually, Ken? If we could ask you, like, if so, we could be specific, no, it's computer. I mean, I don't, I don't know how specific you want me to get. I mean, basically, it's a, it's an interface that allowed you to kind of access 
or you know run specific commands against uh, an operating system. So I guess technically it's an operating system, but it's just kind of it's the the beginning of the the modern day operating system really. So that's why it's actually uh, heavy hitting. Is yeah, just it began the yeah the modern day use of OSs, yep. and then the next one is first IBM PC is released. Mm. So that's awesome. June eleventh, huge. The movie ET released. I know Mark, you're a huge fan. Kenny, are you? I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, I think I was more a fan of Reese's Pieces back when I was a kid. That, <laughs> that was the connection for the movie. But uh, no, absolutely. It was, I mean, it was solid, Reese's Pieces. Solid adventure movie as a kid, you know. Yeah. So uh, September. Just, now this video, uh, I remember this now. Uh, September Jane Fonda releases her workout video. I don't know if you guys remember. Of course, that cheesy. <laughs> of course, you remember, dude. Epic cheesiness. Yeah, where was that? Yeah. I don't think so, dude. Come on, let's get physical. <laughs> physical. Wait, let's I thought that was just a music physical. video. That, that's specifically from her workout video. There's got to be. There's got to be some kind of a connection. Maybe they, the producers okay. are just like, oh, oh, you made a nice oh, wait a minute. Wait, a minute. I thought you were talking about the music video. No, you're saying, oh, her workout videos. Oh, my bad. Like, that uh, was same difference in my opinion. Though. But that was the beginning of workout videos, basically, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh. Leggings. Like, she had like leg warmers and yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Yeah. Leg warmers, uh, big chunky socks, and then the chunky socks. Uh, it's always the chunky socks and then the tight, um, the tights under your bathing suit type little situation. Singlet. Um, yeah. Singlet. Is that what that's called? A singlet. That's, what that's, what I, that's what I call it. Just cause, <laughs> I, that's, <laughs> that's what wrestlers wear. I mean, but yeah, it's, it's a singlet. <laughs> my opinion. And mm. this is why the WWF is so dumb. <laughs> Singlets. Singlets, bro. Singlets. Uh, 14 year old skateboarder. Just fill in the blank. Who who am I going to say? Talking about a skateboarder in the in the eighties. I mean, are mm-hmm. we a Tony Hawk reference here? Boom! Fourteen year old skateboarder Tony Hawk joins the Bones Brigade and turns professional. Wow! Okay, ah, he has been around for a long time. Actually, skateboarding at a high level. Wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's like still relevant today i mean he's so meaningful in that in that sport that's crazy though man the pressure to just like not be a computer geek like i i I couldn't be tony hawk's kid he'd be like what are you doing playing some video Mm. get out of here you know (laughs) it's just no but yeah he's you mean like right now right like right now yeah because he's got he's got younger ones i think maybe not young ones yeah i'm sure he's got kids i I just think it'd be tough to be his kid to be tony hawk's son yeah, to be Tony Hawk's kid specifically. Yeah, kid. Sorry, son or daughter. Yeah, son or daughter. But no, it's it's cool. That's awesome. He I, he's you been mean, around a long time. So, but I mean, just to be specific, you mean uh, to, to the pressure to do something uh, other than skate. similar to what your dad's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I, I'm sure he's all supportive and stuff. But it's funny because like I'm always telling Gavin like he needs to learn to 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 be a developer. You know, learn a program. And he's like, eh, not interested. And I'm like, you you've shaped family son you know it's that so i can imagine <laughs> somebody who's actually successful <laughs> yeah the the uh the pressure <clears throat> got it you know being being somewhat facetious obviously but yeah well like i mean i mean i guess we'll jump into like michael jordan and all that stuff oh, and during this podcast 
as yeah. well later on. But you know, he has a couple of sons that you know were under a lot, lot of pressure to to be anywhere near, and and they are nowhere near on the radar of of how skilled he was. You know, being being the best or one of the best ever to play. Uh, but I mean, does that ever happen? Never happens, does it? Like Bob what? Ross doesn't have like everybody's child or progeny is never as Bob good Ross. as them. Who's Bob Ross's kid? I mean, I'm just throwing names out there. <laughs> Clinton Ross. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't draw a straight line to save his life. <laughs> Poor Freddie Ross. He's like <laughs> Dad, I can't draw. <laughs> How happy little trees, son. Do it for daddy. <laughs> He's like listening to this podcast right now. He just throws his, <laughs> throws his work of art into the trash. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Yep, throws oh, it away. Oh, Breaks his. <laughs> oh my goodness! Breaks his like um, palette of paint. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's leave the '90s or the '80s and the '90s for a second. Um, just let's go over the map real quick. I mean, come on, think about it. You said Michael Jordan, Tony Hawk, um, uh, even LeBron James. Come on, let's get out of here. Uh, his kids aren't going to be as good as him. Um, same with uh, Kobe's. Wait, can we address uh, LeBron James' kid, or is it not that kind of podcast? Are we? Are we not? Well, keep in mind he is only fourteen. So, but but go ahead. True. Okay. See, and there goes Mark's relevance. Hashtag truth. Okay. So yeah, we still have yet to see. My point, real quick, before you take over, Ken, is just that I have no faith, just based on the track record of children of famous people or oh. children of skilled people. Gotcha. Go ahead, though. Well, I was just gonna comment that his son is is now his daughter. So what? Yeah. No, no, no. That's not LeBron James. So. You're talking about Magic oh, that's Johnson. Dwayne Wade. That's Dwayne Wade. No, no Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah. Wade. Yeah. Right, 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 right. My bad. Yep. Yeah. Okay. My bad. The fact that we just threw out two extra names just goes to show you the climate of two, uh, 2020. Um, <clears throat> for high propensity for kids to you fill in the blank. But anyway, okay, going yeah. back to 1983. Uh, this was a great day for me, uh, although I can't remember it. February 28th, MASH ends after 251 episodes. Round of applause around the world. Thank you. Hated that. Show. <laughs> <laughs> that, was- that, that, that the beginning of that show was to let you know they go ahead and turn the TV <laughs> off. Like, like you listen to the theme song, you see the helicopter fly into the air, and you're like, "All right, well, I'm done watching TV for the night." Yeah. Ken, <laughs> that song just like puts you to sleep, man. As soon as you hear the guitar, it's like, "Okay, time to go to bed." Yep, you're done. Dude, did you did you know that that so- song had words to it? Oh man, no way! I pray those lyrics are lost. <laughs> no, there there's like there's there there was either like a mash movie or there was something. But anyways, they're singing singing words to the to the song. Um, but yeah, it it was the longest living show up up to that point, right? Or also the longest know. thirty minutes on TV. Yeah. Both correct. Like, both, <laughs> both hashtag true. I was always, I was always waiting for that to end because, like, yeah, it was like whatever I wanted to watch was always after Mash. Like, because I was, you know, we used to watch. A, I used to watch a lot of Nick at Night, mm-hmm. and uh, man, that that show was always. It was like it would come on, and it's just like, oh man, now I, you know, now I got to do whatever. And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's funny that we all feel exactly the same way. It, it was not made for us. It was not made. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. 
you know, kids. Like, yeah. like alpha girls, <laughs> not, not, uh, yes, not yeah, I would say. I'm on board for ALF. Mark, did you it is ALF because it's uh, also an acronym like MASH? <laughs> Alien life form. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. And, and by the way, I didn't like that show at, at all. But um, but but we'll, we'll we'll get there. I'm sure. I love. Um, yes, we're gonna we're gonna have a field day with Alf. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh. And by the way, yes, Mash is very polarizing. So hopefully, this is helping you guys to see where we're at. Obviously, '80s babies. We ugh. Mash. Okay. March 23rd, President Reagan announces defense plan called Star Wars. So cheesy. I do actually remember that. I I do remember that as well. That was funny. And. And you know what? Let me let me rephrase that because I couldn't remember that from what was that nineteen eighty two? Like, there's no. Uh, way we're in eighty three now, but I mean, it it was ongoing for the next couple of years. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing it and being like, "Yes," <laughs> you know, because yeah. of the name, <laughs> and then being immediately disappointed when you find out that it is nothing to do with Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Like finally. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I do remember the name and thinking like. Like, how is that allowed, you know? But, because, um, yeah, it had nothing to do with like, anything cool that we that we were thinking of, for sure. Um, This next one is blowing my mind. June 18th, just her name, uh, Sally Ride, becomes the first American woman in space. Is that why the lyrics of those, that song says that? Ride, Sally, ride. I feel like that's a different... I think, it, I think it's just coincidence, because I think that song came out, like, in the yeah. 60s. It does maybe. sound older. Yeah, that's something. <clears throat> Well, that's so interesting, huh? Inter- uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. October, or, or were you guys going to say anything about that or no? Yeah, what a great name. Though. Sally Ride. Sally Ride. She, Dude, and then to be a uh, an astronaut? Like, yeah. 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 Called it. yeah. Like, she either had to be that or, like, work at a rodeo. You know? Like, she, <laughs> she couldn't, like, just go <laughs> be a mailman or something. You know? She Man. had to. <laughs> she had to do something, like top-notch like that that's, that's cool. this is why i love right. podcasting with you guys because we all have such uh so much to bring to the <laughs> table man i would never think about that <laughs> her name uh okay so this next one will make zach boris uh proud october 13th the first commercial cell phone call is made crazy 1983 wow, wow. Well, was that um the motor motorola like drug the... dealers rejoice man because that like <laughs> i remember my parents telling me that like <laughs> if you have a <laughs> if you had a cell phone you were you know you were basically a drug dealer I, that's what i grew up with when i was trying to get like uh, a stigma <laughs> yeah, of the cell phone sorry yeah uh, okay yeah. that's funny yeah i don't know mark i don't know what brand it was this is i'm getting this off of uh, national geographic you you guys already know that but just for our listeners uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just little yeah. bullet points next one mm-hmm. um probably the biggest thing to happen in 1983 december 2nd michael jackson releases thriller um, I don't know if it's just I remember that or the I think the, I feel like I remember that. Yeah, pretty. Uh, it's pretty iconic, man. Pretty iconic song, yeah. though. Um, it definitely defined uh, it defined his career to to an extent. Oh yeah, and wasn't that was it? Did it debut on MTV or something like that? Or uh, there, yeah. yeah, it was VH1. Or yeah, we, it was probably MTV. Like, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. That's probably one of the highest ranked videos of all time. And how it was yeah, made. Oh, you guys have probably seen those documentaries with Quincy Jones, and mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's it's entertaining. 
So I would recommend uh, mm. just Google it, YouTube it, watch it. Nice. So moving on to 1984, January 24th, fill in the blank. Somebody introduces the first Macintosh computer. Oh, Steve Jobs or was it? Uh, yeah, it was definitely Steve Jobs. Yeah. But um, who was it? Who Wozniak. Was his, uh, his homeboy. Wozniak. Oh, Woz. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. So that was 1984. So there was actually, man, I man, I keep on jumping in and saying all this extra unnecessary stuff. No, I apologize. No, but, you know, like Super Bowl commercials, like they're known for like being like grandiose and like a really mm-hmm. big deal. That was the first like over the top grandiose Super Bowl commercial was 1984 because of the book, 1984, the Georgia oh. book or whatever. Anyway, there was a play on like this dystopian world and here we are introducing really Matt i remember Peter. that yeah can i find this on youtube i because i do not remember yeah. that you you definitely watched more, more sports than i did as a kid mark i mean i, I, <laughs> I remember that commercial yeah yeah the dude throws the hammer yeah the mm-hmm. yep yep that that is the one so and it totally makes sense big yeah. brother yeah george orwell mm-hmm. man mark but nice dude don't apologize for that that's that's content man. <laughs> let's 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 keep it going here september 14th madonna performs ugh, like a version at the first ever mtv awards ugh. i hate it that well. <laughs> hey but wait a minute though i mean i think we can all appreciate that she came up with she she debuted that because then we got like a surgeon a little weird oh lord oh <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that. Thanks, Ken. <clears throat> yep, you're welcome. <laughs> September 20th, <laughs> the Cosby Show debuts. 1984, September 20th. Wow. And unfortunately, because 84. of things that have taken place afterwards, right? You know, his his prison sentence and all that good stuff. It just, it almost like takes you know, another room. It doesn't rob you of your memories as a kid, especially of the positive influence uh right of a of a young black man uh, in my opinion no indeed it just robs you of not to be the freeness of speech you just don't know who you're talking to you don't know who's gonna pull out a hashtag me too you know like hey you can't like that show you have to redact your entire memory (laughs) because he yeah oh lord i can't It, it it definitely sullies it but um it holds up, man, the show holds up pretty well still, you know, in terms of like if you were to watch a rerun or something like that, you would be I think you would still be entertained. It's not like you're watching it. And you're like, man, this is so out of date. I mean, it's <laughs> it, they're, they're, the comedy in there still holds up pretty well. But, yeah, it's, it's disappointing the way things have transpired for sure. Mark says if as if he doesn't have the, the blue, the Blu-ray collector's edition. No, dude, I, 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 I don't, but I think that it's on, uh, I think it's on like Netflix or it's on something uh, still. And I'm like, it's like surprised. Yeah. I, I, if somebody put together like a list of the top 20 episodes, I, I would probably like we, when we, when we do finally discuss it, we should do like our top, the top episodes we remember uh, about the Cosby show. Cause I'm sure. Oh that, man. Good yeah. idea. Good idea, because that actually covers the scope of the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty, plenty of juice from and how that show kind of changed with the times. It's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, for sure. Let's, let's hit that up. Moving on. 1985, January 28th. We are the world is recorded in Los Angeles. 
Dude, there's a documentary about We Are mm-hmm. the World um, on Amazon Prime that I have not watched, but I've watched We Are the World on YouTube probably like like 15 times. I would I would say like over the last like few years, man, it's so good. The, the documentary, <laughs> it's a weird snapshot. Of- no, not the documentary. The actual the actual oh. video, man, it's so good. Michael Bolton is in there, if I remember correctly, right? Or no? Uh, no, Kenny Rogers. Sorry. Yeah, Kenny Rogers for sure. Yeah, I don't know about Michael Bolton. Kenny Rogers for sure. Uh, Jane James Ingram is in there. You got, of course, Michael Jackson. Um, Stevie Wonder. Who else? Stevie Wonder. Uh, Ray Charles is in there. Has a prim- pretty permanent role. Paul. Um, uh, what's his name? Ex Beatle. Paul McCartney. Why is McCartney? Was he in there? <clears throat> I don't know. Probably. I. I don't know. I don't know. But who is in there is the boss. Who? <laughs> who? The boss. The boss. Who's the boss? <laughs> the boss. Who? Who's that guy? Uh, oh, um, Bruce Springsteen, the singer. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce uh, Springsteen. Okay. The boss. So huge. Pass. Exa- there you go, listeners. <laughs> Just to show you, um, my father-in-law was listening to Bruce Springsteen the other day on TV. Totally into him. Uh, uh, and I am I, my gener our generation will always be at a loss as to why Bruce Springsteen is so popular. And and I've heard people on the internet say, oh, it's because his lyrics are for the working class. I think you were saying that, Kenny. Great, sing it to them because <laughs> the rest of us don't because he's not that yeah. good of a singer. I, yeah, I feel like if you didn't work in a in a steel uh, refinery, that you probably don't get Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and th- and that's a huge generalization and i i have i am not ashamed i, I, will, I will double down on that any day of the week i'm not passionate about things that matter i'm passionate about this kind of stupid stuff yeah so. no seriously though i mean it, it he's just not he's not spectacular there are some spectacular voices on that lineup though for reals um Michael Jackson, <clears throat> Bruce Springsteen, not being one of them. But anyway, but hopefully, people, I know people identify with the fact that Bruce Springsteen's. It's just like you're listening to him and you're like, dude, when is he going to do something? Like, when is he going to show that he's got some skills? I mean, all he's doing is just yelling. It's it's not singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I can't really say that I know any of his songs except for did he did he sing the song "Born in the USA"? Iconically, no? that's like all he's known for. Okay. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I know that song <laughs> pretty well. My and I was, yeah. <laughs> but the fact that anybody can just mimic it right off the cuff, just well, it's like okay, the, the gig is up, man. You... Like, like that's like a perfect like karaoke. Like me, me, like his song is made to karaoke. Maybe I don't know. Oh man, yeah, it's the my way of of the nineteen eighties. <laughs> everybody sings a song. Yeah, that's why they do. Hey, public karaoke. It's terrible. I did it my way. You're guaranteed to get a dude at karaoke to, to do yeah. his, his terrible. Oh, man. I am so like, happy. I've never it's like it. required. It's, it's required. I will always <clears throat> anytime it comes up just because that quota has been fulfilled. Um, Just by what you said. But yeah. Um. Wow, we spent a lot of time on We Are the World. That is so interesting. Um, yeah, 
Okay. Well, dude, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Dude, it, it holds up pretty it well. I'm telling and you. And it encompasses so much like pop culture. I mean, which is ultimately what the show's going to be about is, is pop yeah. culture. Yeah. You know what? And, and, and it's a, so it's, it's something that endured and it's been parodied. It's, you know, it's in living color. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember right, the I Simpsons kind of parodied it, uh, parodied yep. it as well. So exactly. Um, you've got, the entire Jackson family in there, Jackie, or I don't know, is there a Jackie Jackson? Anyway, Latoya Jackson, Marlon Jackson, mm-hmm. Randy, Tito. Jack. I don't, I don't know who Jackie Jackson is. Anyway, I, I don't know if there is a Jackie Jackson. Oh, you mean Jackie? Yeah, he's he's the oldest. Sigmund Esco he's Jackie the Jackson. Jackson um, oh, okay. yeah, you got Lionel Richie, Stevie Wonder, Paul Simon, Kenny Rogers, James Ingram, Tina Turner, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, Dion Warwick, Willie Nelson. This is just insane. Mm-hmm. And I guess, yeah, the fact that you get that many people, uh, I think Dan Aykroyd is in there for some reason. I think that's like <laughs> yes. well, Blues Brothers, right? You can kind of sing. You can kind of sing. So it was like a Blues Brothers thing, probably. I don't know. But I, I always thought that was kind of interesting. And I didn't Dude, realize that until I was older. I was like, what? Dan Aykroyd. I, I will say that there's so many more talented people in that line in that lineup. Like if you just look at it like versus if they did it today i like i hate to be that guy that's like you know you know old stuff is better dude you couldn't put that you couldn't put a lineup like this together today without copious amounts of auto-tune there you go yeah you nailed it auto-tune and that's what proves that you had to be a good singer back in uh before auto-tune you know some in some like heavily produced you know just with you know like with uh just different you know like uh like freakazoid. That was intentional too, though. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. No, he definitely that talented. Yeah. No, I agree. Agree. So this is stuff. this is all part of me uh, reacquiring my my appreciation of the eighties. Yeah, they actually produced m- way better back then, and that's what's cool about the Quincy Jones documentary of producing Thriller, which was another thing we were just talking about. Is you saw how um, they had to. They had to do a lot of stuff to work that that album to its crispness, to its to its maximum, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's just entertaining because it's like, dude, you guys are working with antiquated stuff and you're you're making it sound perfect, um, mm-hmm. and the dedication to the craft. Whereas today, don't get me wrong, I am not going to front on the the skill level and, and the qualities of a lot of guys out there, but they're not. They're, they just they're, they have so much more to work with, but they're not as artistic as as Quincy Jones was back in that time. So <clears throat> enough said on that for me. September 3rd, 1985, Bob Ballard discovers the wreck of the Titanic. That's crazy. Which is which is crazy. You would think really? they would have like, yeah, in the in the 80s. It seems like, man, it was just resting under there for man, yeah, a long time. Was it like 1912 like, uh-huh. or 19 before World War One? Yep. November 20th, Microsoft in- introduces Windows. So I'm using Windows. Mark is using Windows. I think. Yeah. I have yeah. a Windows machine. I have a Windows machine. Right. Okay. So you have one. And, <laughs> so, <yeah>. and <laughs> Nike releases the Air Jordan 1 in 1985. Oh, man. So did anybody have any Jordans here? Not until I got married. Not until I was a grown man. Yeah, me me too. Like I always wanted them, but it wasn't until I started making my own money until I was I was older to get them. But anyway, <laughs> um, there was a there were there was right now recently uh, on ESPN there was this uh, show called The Last Dance. It was like a ten part miniseries about the Chicago Bulls, and they were talking about the Air Jordan One. 
uh, everybody in the NBA wore Converse's at this time. Michael Jordan didn't want to have to compete with Larry Bird and, and Magic Johnson and all these guys who are wearing Converse. So him and his agent decided to go with Nike. He was basically just like a running shoe. But anyway, they gave him like a quarter million dollars to sponsor for the Air Force One or excuse me, the Air Jordan One. And that was like unheard of. So it was, it was pretty cool. And, and, the, and the shoe looks actually really, really yeah. nice. Even to this day, it's a good looking $100 shoe. $100 right now. On finish line, a hundred bucks. Yeah. Brand new. I don't get excited about <clears throat> Jordans. I think we need to put um, Ken on the timeout for a second, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Mute him. Uh, mute him. But I, he's a mute. I, I, uh, I didn't realize I was eighty-five. Yeah. Okay. That's when this whole this whole craze began, man. Nineteen eighty-five. But man, I am staring at those mm-hmm. right now, Mark. You just mentioned them. Yeah, man. Those look cool. I don't think I could pull yeah. them off. Are those the original, or is that a redo of the original? Redo. They're not. Okay. They're not. Um, they're not from 1985. Like sitting in a warehouse, that would be actually kind of cool. The <laughs> 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 love is all broken. <laughs> sitting in my warehouse. Um, <laughs> Watto, right? <laughs> Watto has. <laughs> A warehouse full of Jordan ones. <laughs> Back to the Future, starring Michael J. Fox, is released. Boom! Yes, dude. Uh, epic moment in in my childhood. I mean, yeah. like just amazing, dude. Super good. Yeah. You know. You know. It's side note, and I'm glad they brought this up, or, or you brought this up. So there was a time me and my dad were going fishing, right? And my mom and sister don't don't want to go. Uh, Stephanie, uh, my mom, they don't want to go. So it's me, my dad, and Terrence, and we're all go. We went fishing, and we dropped off my parents, or excuse me, we dropped the girls off to go watch the movie. The movie was Back to the Future. I, I, I it wasn't on my radar at all. But anyways, it just so happens that they saw they came with. Um, I think they found your dad in the movie theater. Um, so they sat next to your dad to go see this Mine movie. Um, Bradley. Okay. Bradley. Yeah. So it was this yeah, kind of kind of interesting that we're talking about this now. But anyway, um, and we went to pick him up after after the movie after we got done fishing, and they were just raving on it. Just, oh man, it was the the really? best. So, anyways, we went to go see it again. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. So I wonder if you were there too, or if maybe you guys were like being babysat or something. Probably the know. latter. I don't. Knowing my dad, he's probably like, "No, this movie is gonna have a gravitational. Thing. It's gonna be inappropriate, inappropriate themes. Yeah, Time travel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw it at home on VHS. Uh, or yeah, yeah, but um, I, I think I end up seeing it at home as well. But man, that that's such a such a great like '80s movie. It, it still holds up pretty well. Um, yeah, man, that that's a solid movie. Yeah, man. I can't, dude. Nineteen eighty-five. That's crazy. I yeah. I, I can't remember. Yeah. So you're crazy. five years old at that point, Mark. Um, mm-hmm. six or seven. Ken is six, or or five or six. So that's crazy, man. Um, Back to the Future. Yeah, that that is an epic movie. I watch it a lot. Just here and there. Netflix. Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ken or Mark. 
Oh, no, I was disagreeing okay. with you. Yeah. 1986 is kind of a strange year. January 28th, Space Shuttle Challenger explodes shortly after liftoff. I remember this. Uh, I recall. Uh, I recall it as well, actually, just being like, you know, I was like just young enough where I didn't quite understand how terrible it was. Mm-hmm. Like, but then I, you know, when somebody explained, you know, what happened, it was just like, oh man. So then I remember seeing like on Time Magazine, you know, just that, that classic, you know, shape of the explosion. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. like, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, being sad as a kid, but yeah, that's wild. Man. Yeah. No, I do remember. I, I, I remember, um, beforehand, um, because I think there was a teacher that was going to be one of the astronauts or whatever. And I remember my mm-hmm. teacher making, like, talking about it, you know, oh, there's going to be a teacher on this, in the space shuttle or whatever. Um, yeah, man, I told, I totally remember yeah. this. Like clearly. Me yeah. too. She like that could have been me. I entered into that contest and then, sorry. Speaking of childhood recollection, isn't that crazy though? Once you start getting to a certain age, mm-hmm. how clear your neurons just pop off, mm-hmm. and I, I could still see the explosion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also still remember being kind of like, I don't get it. Like, I mean, they, okay. They're, I mean, I was kind of a cold little guy in a lot of ways. I think because I just didn't. Understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anybody, any any kid is going to get the gravity of of the situation of lives lost or anything like that. I mean, but you see the explosion, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you were to see that now, oh, yeah. man, it would be just like so horrific. Oh, yeah. As as an as an adult with family and ties and all that stuff, you know, so you, you you'd see it differently. But no, I totally remember. I that. like the the pun, gravi- the gravity. And then I also like how you said family and ties, and we were just talking about Back to the Future. Anyway, um, <laughs> February twentieth, USSR launches Mir space station. So okay, great. Um, uh-huh. I don't know if that was referenced in Armageddon. Is that where that one guy was? Was in the Mir space station? I don't know. Who cares? Mm, no, I think that he was. I think he was in the international space station. In that, oh, okay. Maybe I don't know. That's cool, man. Um, though all these space stations and and who remembers what and all this good stuff. Next thing, April twenty sixth, Chernobyl nuclear meltdown happens. That was huge. I remember knowing of it, but not really knowing much about it. And I think there's a lot of people that still don't really, really even understand exactly what, what, what went down, but yeah, I mean, to this day, it's still, still blocked yeah. off here. You're not, you're not able to go there safely. They say the animal life is doing spectacular over there though. That's the crazy part. About mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, yeah, I was, I was just watching something about it. Yeah. It's, in, it's interesting, right? I mean, they're, they're still like, um, radioactive, I guess. Um, but yeah, because of there's no human encroachment. Yeah, wildlife is still doing yeah well. Um, then July fourth, uh, there's no way we can't remember this song. Run DMC releases "Walk This Way." <laughs> oh, of course, man. Classic. Oh my. Yeah. I think that was like the, like probably the introduction for me. You know, in terms of mixing cultures, for a lot of um, people, that might have been their first introduction to rap music. And for and for me, that was like my first introduction to like rock music, you know, and and seeing that, so it's kind of that was that was a, a nice little little mesh there. Yeah. Nice way to put that, by the way. That that's a meshing of cultures. Uh, motivational speaker and fire firewalker. What? Tony Robbins publishes his first book, Unlimited Power. First off, you guys know who Tony Robbins is, of course. Of course. Yeah, the fact that his book is. Uh, a line in Star Wars. Unlimited power. <laughs> I, I didn't know that he's a firewalker. Either. Interesting. 
Yeah, it was one of those, you know, mind over matter things at like his little camps or whatever. You know, just get inside people's heads. It's yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. Hashtag truth. Come on. Get out. (laughs) No, it does work. It's it's all science, though. I mean, your feet burn, though. No, you have to. uh, It's it's all in how they do it. Um, there's a whole like scientific method to the way they do it. I mean, you can't just do it with like, you know, rocks and logs. You'll, you'll definitely burn your feet off, but you can do it with, uh, so- you, you know, you, you can do it with, um, <laughs> with uh, uh, like lava rocks because they don't, they don't hold the heat or something. Weird. I'll have to look at. It. Yeah. Anyway, just the fact that you even have to explain it like that, just go to the show. It's just like, uh, okay, so why is this a thing? Like if, if the whole premise is that you could walk on something dangerous that could actually burn you, just uh-huh. walk on it. No, no, no. You need to use this specific kind of, okay, we're done here. <laughs> yep. 1988, February. Oh, so, you're, so it is a bad idea. No, okay. Exactly. February 20th, salt and Peppa's push it breaks, uh, our peaks on the billboard charts at number 19. Uh, eh, whatever. Push. Yeah. Oh, you can't you can't gloss over that, bro. <laughs> just the just the title of the song is can't annoying. Iconic, bro. Come on. Mark, it, I'm it, sure it, Mark, it, yeah. Mark's gonna back me up here. I'm sure Stephanie performed uh versions of this at home or something. You know, <laughs> like it's just one of those songs, dude. Yeah. I just don't like the 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 yeah, you 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 know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh yeah, like I, I wouldn't want my my daughter like playing it right now. That's <laughs> like, you know, no, I I I totally get that. But yeah, de- definitely like iconic, and it's it's crazy how how much time has passed since that. Yep. And the, and the song probably, I mean, I haven't heard the song in a little while, but it probably still holds up pretty well for 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 the time, you know, for the time. I feel like it's been in a movie or something recently. Yeah. Are Salt and Peppa still uh, with us? Salt or pepper, I should say. Like, uh, they, I, w- I would think so. I mean, they can't be that much older. Um, I don't know. There, there was a reality show with them maybe like ten years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine they're still still doing stuff. Maybe touring on a limited basis a little bit for a limited there. time. You can get your bags of salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're promotional bags of salt. Yeah, I think. Um, they had a nice little renaissance in the nineties um, mm. with in Vogue. Oh uh, yeah. Was yeah, that thing yeah. that did the little hip hop part on the, what am I? What am I what yeah. The shoot. Oh, shoot. Shoot. Yeah, I feel like that came out of the night. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. So was, yeah. Hence. Okay. Oh no, 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 it, no. They, what did they do? It was a, what yeah, a what man, a, right? Was that? What yeah. It was? That was yeah. on MTV. Back when they were doing a little, yeah, I get you. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Who framed Roger Rabbit is the top-grossing film of the year. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> important, yeah, important, uh, important moment there. Yeah. So, what did you guys think about that movie? I never saw it um, all the way through, personally, and it was kind of. I'll just. I, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but I mean, even as a kid. Um, 1988. Um, I think when it came out, just the overly sexualized stylization yeah. of uh, Jessica Rabbit was kind of it was a coming of age for sure. No, I, I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean that's but that's just me though. Um, I could see people completely not seeing that at all. You know, um, 
and just focusing on the story and the and the cartoon. But but it for me personally, mixing live action and cartoon has always been cheesy. You know, Mary Poppins. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I, uh, okay. I feel like you might be on a, well, you're probably not on, you're on an island of three probably with, with, uh, with that. <laughs> Justin and uh, Troy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You, wait, you're talking about the hatred of Mary Poppins or you mean, no, uh, well, who the hatred of, of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I, I feel like those yeah. two would probably agree with you. Um, yeah. And, and I'll, you know, I, yeah, I, I, Actually, I think I just watched it recently uh, on Disney Plus. It, mm. I mean, dude, it, like it was an ex- they really did a good job of blending, uh, blending stuff together. And actually, there's an episode on the new prop show on Disney Plus. I'm going to check it out just because it talks about some of the props that they used and how how exactly they they blended the live action with the the, the cartoon stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, anyway, we can move on. Uh, CDs outsell vinyl records and tapes for the first time. Okay. That make, uh, makes total sense. CDs. We're, we're CD what, players what still like $800. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Probably. Dude, I, I cannot believe it. At some point, it was like seriously four $600 for a CD player. Yeah, man. Same thing with uh, VHS um, when they first came out in the uh, early mm-hmm. 80s, like $700 US. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Man. I know, man. Why, why didn't why didn't they... Uh... Talk about VHS when that was introduced, but uh, we'll we'll spend t- plenty of time on VH- VHS tapes. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like VHS was before nineteen eighty, though. I feel like that's Watch a seventies invention, right? Because well, the, the, the that and the well, yeah, because they had that and the Betamax, but those are both around like in the eighties, right? But eventually, VHS kind of took over, you yeah, know, format. Yeah, yeah, format wars, format wars. Yeah, which uh, it, that's got to be a play inside the Big Hero Six where they call him Baymax. That's got to be a play on words, right? Like a, a ode to Betamax. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Because I... <clears throat> Baymax just sounds so. I don't know. It just it doesn't sound specific. It just sounds like okay, were you trying to say Betamax? But you said let's don't do bit. Well, anyway, I guess. Um, all right, March twenty fourth in nineteen eighty nine, our following year, um, Exxon Valdez oil spill. That was annoying. Mm-hmm. Constantly in the news, dude. Totally remember that. Yeah, that was yeah. huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, this next one, I think this is more so just in in our uh, older years that we learned about this Tiananmen Square uh, student protesters killed there mm-hmm. in China. In 1989, was that 89? Mm-hmm. 1989, June Man. 4th. I, when I see the picture, some it just feels like it's it, it's a lot like the 60s, right? Further, yeah, it really does, man. Well, and maybe just because it, it reeks of that that 60s lack of you know government uh, accountability or something. Who was like the president? That, yeah, that's crazy. Or who was the the uh, eternal uh, ruler or whatever they call him? Well, the the chairman. It wasn't Chairman Mao, was it? Still Mao Zedong. Yeah, mm. I, he, uh, I'll have to double check. I don't know. I mean, it was definitely still the communist communist party yeah. that was in you know in charge. So, man, 1989 is huge. Uh, November 9th, Berlin Wall falls. Night Rider. I remember that for sure. Hasselhoff, he sings on top of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> is, no, did he? You guys don't remember that, David Hasselhoff? No. no. Are you guys kidding me? Sure? Was it, was that like the main part, dude? Was Wait, it, was he in was character? The power? Or just, 
was it the power of the half? Okay, so he. <laughs> That's what brought it down. That's what brought the down. power of the half. Is, is that why he's so huge over in? in no, he's huge because he made a hit. I can't remember the name of it. Um, some young girl won a some young girl from Germany or one of those countries over there, close to Germany, won a, hmm. a trip to his house in California. And his agent was like, dude, you need to do this. And so he was like, yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? Blah, blah. So eventually that connected him over to Germany um, where he didn't. I don't think he knew he was big over there. Um, so he made a hit and he performed it live over there. And this is before the Berlin Wall came down. Um, so he sang on top of the Berlin Wall after it went down. Mm-hmm. And I think Americans were like, dude, who are get get out of here. <laughs> and the Germans were like, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember there was an episode of um of the Chipmunks <laughs> where like they, like Alvin Alvin was like dreaming or something like that that they were gonna perform in Germany or something like that. But, like you know, they had the Ber- Berlin Wall, and I guess eventually the Berlin Wall fell down, mm. and like they were able to perform for all their fans. You guys, I think that? I do. Oh my! But God. you nailed. Do not. They they took directly from what was going on, I guess. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Dude, I, I thought everybody knew David Hasselhoff <laughs> saying on top of the wall. <laughs> do not remember. Do not recall. That's that. funny, dude. I'm gonna have to YouTube. Seriously, for sure. Um, we didn't talk about. They didn't show Knight Rider, and we could get the segue from Knight Rider to uh, Berlin Wall, and then September 22nd, 1989, David Hasselhoff debuts in what show, guys? Oh, Baywatch. 1989, bro. Man, that's amazing. I didn't know about that. Yeah, 89. So um, did did you guys watch Baywatch at all? Or we not? weren't allowed, man. Just straight up. I did. Half naked. I don't remember watching it. Like I definitely didn't sit around watching it with mom and dad. And it, it may not have been until later. It may not have been until later that I started watching it. Um, but like, I don't think I knew about it. <laughs> I was like, I definitely didn't sit around watching it with mom and dad. Yeah, they watch. Go ahead. No, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw it like on re, like reruns, like when it, you know, when it started getting syndicated. I think that's probably uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like on um, Channel 45. Uh, what is UPN. it? I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, it wasn't UPN back then though. I, I, I forget I what it was either. before. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, those little side channels, <laughs> like not the main ones, on yep, syndication. Exactly. Well, you know, so what's, what's interesting about that show is that initially, I mean, I don't. It was just like, like it was like a regular show, you know. Like uh, David Hasselhoff is a life is a lifeguard, and there is a, a dude who was like a cop, like the black guy. He was like the sheriff or something like that. And they would go around doing like missions, you know, like it didn't become like overtly like, you know, you know, bikini driven until like, like late later on. And then you have like, you know, all these like celebrities or not celebrities, but all these people, you know, specifically for that purpose. But it was actually pretty entertaining show. Like the first like. Season. Oh, OK. I said that I didn't realize I, I I don't remember it being like a, like your crime show. I. I you remembered it for me. Yeah, I, I actually do remember. He did have on like a, a sheriff's outfit or something, you know, something. Some. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So he had that, and like they would, you know, if there were people like uh, messing with the surfers, you know, out there, and like the guy, he had an ATV and he'd ride around in the sand or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
it was, it was actually pretty inter- entertaining. But yeah, later in life, I wasn't. <laughs> that wasn't something that you watch. Like you said, with, with your parents. <laughs> yeah, like totally. Of course. I mean, Baywatch is synonymous with uh, the the obvious. Sorry, what's the obvious? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just it just got ridiculous. And then for me personally, it yeah. just it was it was soap opera basically. Our next one is uh, December seventeenth. Mark's favorite reference. TV show, cartoon. Oh, uh, since 1989. 89. Goodness, man. And that show is still going on. I haven't I haven't watched a new episode of The Simpsons in probably like four years. Yeah. It's definitely like it's definitely I I I, I know I sit down, I'll watch like an old one. I have not Oh yeah, I'll watch the old ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just can't like, keep up. Yeah, no, it's definitely there's just too many of them. But Gavin's actually starting <laughs> to get into Simpsons, so we, we've definitely had like those moments where he's just like laughing hysterically, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll show me the clip, and then I'll you know I'll, like re- remember everything uh-huh. about that. So you know it's just great. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I I remember um, that episode, the the initial one um, on, the, on the Tracy Olin show. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 I forgot mm-hmm. about that yeah. Those were all actors. And actresses that were on the Tracy Ullman show, at least uh, Homer. Oh, the voice mm-hmm. Homer Simpson dude, oh, Dan or whatever. I didn't. I see. I don't. I don't know if I ever really watched the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, like I mean, it was sketch comedy, right? Yeah, we and we lived. You know, my older sister Radius, she's definitely an Anglophile, so we watched it just by default, just because of the British accent. Wait, that was a British show? No, Tracy Ullman is British. Is she? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me double check. But anyway, what were we saying? Yeah, yeah, I, I remember the show being on. I remember the, like the clips of the uh, of the Simpsons back then. I forgot about that. American British. Okay. I mean, her most important role to date, though. I mean, I think we would all agree. Wait, wasn't she on an episode of The Mandalorian? No, was she? Yeah, she was. Pretty sure she was, dude. Hmm. What episode? Which was it? I might, I might be just making things up. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm, thinking Dave, 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 Dave. I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I got into the spotchka. That was incorrect. <laughs> Ignore me. Drinking spatch on the job again, are you? Mark, you were you were, you had it, man. Yep, came from Omens. There you go, Simpsons. All right, uh, this one's huge. Game Boy is released, 1989. I was envious, envious of every kid that had a. A Game Boy, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't have one. Did you have one, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> I remember a vacation. This was years later. Uh, so I, I don't know if I, I don't think I ever bought a Game Boy. Yeah, never mind. It, that's a different memory. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. And in 1989, finally, last thing here, guys. And again, I apologize for this list, but this one's good. Uh, the internet goes global. Hmm. I definitely wasn't tapped in yet. No, no. Probably what? For me, it might have been like 95-ish or so, something like that. But Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. Netscape. <laughs> and the sound of dialogue. Yep. AOL. The classic AOL sound. Thanks for listening. On our next podcast, Gen X Reverb talks about their favorite episodes of The Cosby Show. Join us as we relive life through the Huxtables. For Gen X Reverb, this is Bradley. Logging off until next time.